This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, April 10th, 2023. I'm Caleb Brown. Americans broadly are only dimly aware of central bank digital currency, but the more they learn, it seems the less they like. Cato's Emily Eakins details results from a forthcoming Cato Institute poll on the still nascent currency. We spoke last week. The implications for central bank digital currencies could not be higher. Uh, given especially how the people who are promoting them, what they talk about as features, and the people who uh, support, who are you know people who know a lot about this technology, and people who are working on behalf of governments to roll out this technology, uh, refer people to uh, my podcast with uh, Nick Anthony on the Nigeria's experience so far with central bank digital currencies. But Americans broadly, they don't know what they are. They don't know anything about them, even though uh, policy people who are looking at this uh, understand that there are massive implications to adopting this technology. That's right. Yes. So um, we just at the Cato Institute conducted a new poll of 2000 Americans with YouGov. And we asked people about central bank digital currency, knowing that they probably didn't know a lot about it, but we wanted to find out more. And sure enough, only about 28 percent of Americans say that they are familiar with central bank digital currency. Um, Compare that to, say, about two thirds are familiar with the Federal Reserve, which would, you know, facilitate the central bank digital currency if they if the United States were to adopt it. So what can we say with confidence about Americans attitudes, you know, for the most part, fresh, just becoming aware of central bank digital currencies by virtue of participating in a poll? (laughs) That's right. Well, let me break down the numbers for you. So first, we just wanted to ask it straight up without any information, because when you give people information, it can always sway results a little bit one way or the other. So we just wanted to get kind of straight up. Where are the American people? Where's the American people on CBDC? And only 16 percent of Americans support that, support them. And twice that number are opposed to them. The other half of Americans, uh, they just don't know enough to have an opinion. So what we did with the survey is then we followed up with additional questions where we ask about pros and cons associated with CBDCs or central bank digital currency. Um, And from there, we were able to identify what are the top priorities? What are the things that people like the most? And what are the things they dislike the most? And it was quite clear People have, a, they're a lot more concerned, worried about CBDCs than they are optimistic. So let's, I'll, let me walk you through some of those numbers. Um, so we asked, would you support or oppose the federal government issuing a central bank di- digital currency if it meant um, that the government could control what people spend their money on and when? 74% of Americans oppose. We follow up. What if it meant the government would abolish U.S. cash? So no more using those paper dollar bills or $10 bills, so forth. That also got a strong negative reaction. 68% of Americans say no to that. And the other two things that people really had a negative reaction to um, were even just the government monitoring or being able to look at their transactions, um, even if it didn't mean that they were going to do anything about it, just that they could see it was a point too far. And the other was um, cybersecurity risk. You know, right now, Bank of America, Chase Bank, Wells Fargo, all these big banks, have very um, large risk departments that are trying to fend off cyber attacks that happen all the time. Now, imagine 
having all of America's money in, in one place. It's just this rich environment, target rich environment for cyber attacks. So Americans are very concerned uh, if it, quote, attracted cyber attacks by accumulating large amounts of personal financial data into one database. So those are the things people really didn't like. The things people were a little less concerned about were if um, it Undermine, undermined private banks. So some people are concerned that central bank digital currencies could cause private banks to go out of business. Yeah, some people are concerned about that, but Democrats really aren't that worried about it. It's really more like independents and Republicans. So it's not as big of a concern for people. And interestingly, this surprised me a little bit. Um, people were a little less concerned if the government could freeze the digital bank accounts of political protesters. And that and this idea was inspired by what happened in Canada when Prime Minister Tr uh, Trudeau had froze the bank accounts of the trucker political protesters against the COVID restrictions. So we wanted to know, would that bother people if government had greater authority to do that? Now, 59% would oppose CBDCs, but that's not nearly on the level as if the government could control what you spent, what you spend your money on. So those were the most negative things people felt. Um, I can share with you next um, some of the things that people found most compelling about CBDC. So that's what people did not like about CBDCs, what uh, of the people who are supportive or uh, middle of the road, not really sure, what did they like about this idea? Yes, there were some things that Americans did like about CBDCs. Um, the first was that it could reduce the risk of money laundering and fraud. Now, it only rose support to 42 percent. So you don't get a majority saying, all right, let's move forward with CDBCs. But that shows that that is a priority for people. Another compelling reason was that C CBDCs could um, help ensure that welfare benefits were spent on their intended purpose, such as to buy food um, rather than to buy other things. Um, that also got about 40 percent in support. And another compelling reason is, was that it could improve access to the banking system. You know, there is a, a small percentage of Americans who don't have bank accounts. And for some of them, that's because they choose not to. But for some of them, it's because they just aren't able to access the system for one reason or another. And so proponents of CBDC say this would help increase financial inclusion. All right. So there's been a, there were a lot of pros, a lot of cons that we um, that we asked about in our survey. And we also, I should say, split our sample up so that the same people were not being asked like a barrage of questions. You know, people got different pros, different cons, a mix of both positive and negative. And at the end of that, we, we put it all together and we said, OK, what really what where do you come down on this? Would you rather have a CBDC if it improved um, or reduced the risk of money laundering and fraud and increased access to the financial system? Or would you oppose a CBDC um, if it meant that the government could, and this is important, potentially control what you spend and monitor what you buy? So we use those words potentially because we wanted it to be very clear that it, this is the risk, not that it's a guaranteed. Because proponents of a CBDC, they don't say that the government is intending to do this. They say that the government promises that it, that it won't do that. But it's there's the risk associated with it. So we ask people, where do you come down? And it's really, really solid. Three-fourths of Americans say no CBDC, even if it meant that 
in- incorporating it could reduce financial crime and increase you know, access to the financial system. It is too big of a risk for the government to potentially be able to control what they spend their money on. What does this tell us? I mean, if you listen to Norbert, if you listen to Nick Anthony, if you listen to uh, Jennifer Shelp, Jack Sullivy at the Cato Institute, they will say CBDCs are not ready for prime time, probably never will be, and uh, it's a solution in search of a problem. Uh, but that probably won't stop government. The people at the Cato Institute aren't quite as powerful as we might like. Uh, so when it comes to moving ahead, what should people be made aware of with respect to CBDCs? Well, I mean, I would certainly what, what, check out. What's the most salient point, do you think, based on the polling? Uh, the thing that stands out most to me based on the polling is that Americans are very concerned about the risk associated with a CBDC um, such that it that government could potentially monitor their financial tra- transactions, seeing what they're spending their money on and could potentially then control it. So, for instance, you know, some people are worried. What if the government said you can't buy alcohol between this time and this time during the day or you can't buy this sort of item because uh, of some reason or another? Um, that really concerns people that the government could turn off their money, if that makes sense. And I think if you look at the underlying values of you know what people are worried about, what they care about, um, we ask people, how concerned are you if the government can monitor what you spend? 87% or 87% of Americans are concerned about that. Strong majorities of Democrats, Republicans, independents, people of all demographic groups. This is something that everyone, they get the risk associated with government being able to monitor what they spend their money on. Now, alternatively, when we asked, how concerned are you that some Americans don't have a bank account and and that are excluded from the financial system? Well, people do care about that, but only 44% said that they were concerned about that. Half the share who are worried about government monitoring financial transactions. So that risk, even if proponents say, trust us, we promise that won't happen. Americans aren't convinced that they can trust the government to not do that. And so we asked some other questions, kind of backing away from a, C- um, a CBDC. We asked, who do you trust more to handle your money? Eight in 10 say private banks rather than a government account. We asked, who would you trust more with access to your personal spending data? 81% said a private or commercial bank rather than a government bank account. Um, And then at the end of the day, 85% of Americans say they would rather keep their money in a private bank rather than have it in a government account for the reasons that we just discussed is that risk, even if people promise that it won't come to fruition, that risk is too much for most Americans to accept that kind of risk. You asked another question on this uh, poll that I guess gets at people's general disposition with regard to surveillance more generally. (laughs) That's right. Um, So I have to admit, we put a question on this survey that was intended to be a little bit kind of a, a creative inquiry, if you will. For those who are familiar with the book 1984, we asked a question that might remind you of this book. We asked Americans if they favor or opposed the government installing surveillance cameras in every household to reduce domestic violence, abuse, 
and other illegal activity. Do you support abuse? No. Then does that mean you should support a government surveillance camera in your household? Well, um, fortunately for those who are who read 1984 and, and understand the ramifications of that, only 14% of Americans favored installing these types of cameras in houses to reduce violence and abuse. But a couple of groups stood out, in particular, young people, nearly a third of Americans under the age of 30 said that they would support government installing surveillance cameras in every household to reduce illegal activity and abuse, Um, which actually comports with some of the data we've seen. Young people support biased response systems where you can anonymously call in and tell a system at a university that someone said something that was offensive. You know, it, it kind of is in alignment with that. But there was another group that stood out. There was another group in which a majority support government surveillance cameras in household, and that group were the Americans that support central bank digital currency. People who support CDBCs um, were the ones that were most likely to support government surveillance cameras in, in homes to reduce abuse, violence, and illegal activity. And it just shows the disposition, like you said, the disposition towards surveillance, because clearly these individuals must feel that there's no risk associated with that kind of government surveillance. And they think, well, I want to reduce abuse and fraud. I want to reduce financial crime and fraud. So why not have the government be a little bit more involved in keeping an eye on things? They don't see the risks associated with this kind of surveillance. And I think that that correlation is quite striking. Emily Eakins directs polling at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.